And welcome back to another episode of Year-Round Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Troy Michael. Today, we're going to touch on some news and some very interesting running back information. I mean, there are so many teams that are going to have touches and carries and receptions vacated over this offseason. It's kind of ridiculous and on super good teams. So we're going to talk about that again. If you've never turned into the show, it is very quick. It is a quick 10-minute news update along with a, a quick segment. These are never more than about 20 minutes per episode. I try to update Monday through Friday just to keep you in the know on all the news and all the stats you need to know for fantasy football. So speaking of news, fresh out of Tampa. This one makes no sense to me at all. Mike Evans, wide receiver superstar. What was he, the wide receiver six last year with Baker Mayfield? They don't expect to sign him. They're trying to avoid paying the guy 28 million bucks. Who gives a shit? Mike Evans was the entire offense. They gave Rasheed White so many extra touches because nobody else was healthy. So you had Mike Evans, you had Rasheed White, and, and that was it. And now they're going to let him walk for $28 million bucks. It's not like they got to actually pay Baker Mayfield. I mean, good God. So Mike Evans is going to walk, and they're only going to save a cap hit of $7.4 million. Well, not save, but, you know, they're going to save $21 million. But who gives a shit? Nobody else is using that money. Is your cap situation that bad to where this is like a thing to do? Mike Evans is going to be great next year. But I think he would be better with Baker Mayfield. They clearly have a rapport. And Baker Mayfield throws YOLO balls to Mike Evans so often it's ridiculous. So I think this is dumb for fantasy football. Whether or not it's how you want to build a franchise, go ahead and look at it as you will. Like, I know if he walks, they'll get a compensatory pick. But who gives a shit? Mike Evans is better than a fourth-round compensatory pick. Or maybe that's just me. So Mike Evans more than likely going to be moving on. Uh, and that's kind of the bulk of it because the rest of the news, you know, this is the offseason, not that big of a deal. Nelson Aguilar is going to re-up with Baltimore. I don't care. If, if I ever have to start or play Nelson Aguilar on my team, like, my season's over anyway. So, you know, I'm sure that's great for Baltimore because, frankly, what do they got out there? Zay Flowers, OBJ is old. Nelson Aguilar, if he's really relevant on that team – Oh, my God, they got to invest in the, in the passing game. Yeah, I know they got Mark Andrews, but Mark Andrews just getting older and older. Uh, Dawson Knox um, obviously had a disappointing fifth year, and they're not sure exactly what to do with him. He was hurt from weeks 8 to 12. Uh, he only had 22 catches for 186 yards and two touchdowns over 12 games played. So tight end for Buffalo, man, that's brutal. I had high hopes for them this year, but I'm not sure if they're going to go ahead and re-up the guy. You know, this is uh, free agent season and he might move on, which is sad. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo gets hit for performance enhancing drugs. And this one is laughable because if you look at Jimmy, no part of him makes me think performance enhancing drugs. So we got a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who's like an underwear model. And then you got a guy like Miles Garrett, who looks like he just wrecked shit, the defensive player of the year. The guy's clearly got 100 pounds of muscle more than Jimmy. But a guy like Jimmy gets popped for peds, performance enhancing drugs. And a guy like Miles Garrett doesn't. So that makes zero sense to me. But I'm being told, I'm getting messaged, I'm getting heckled whenever I talk crap about this, that it was a part of his recovery. 
And if that's the case, how come it wasn't approved by, I don't know, the NFL and the medical doctors? It just kind of seems like you'd have a guy doing that for you. That way you could focus on recovery. But either way, uh, this per, um, means he's going to be suspended two games, but the Raiders are looking for a way out of his contract, and this will get him out of the contract, to be honest with you. I don't know why they're in such a big hurry to get him out of that contract because it isn't a big contract at all. And Jimmy is not that bad. I think Jimmy is better than that AOC kid, and they don't have another option. So why not have Jimmy be your bridge quarterback? I mean, you don't have a ton of money anywhere else. What do you got, Max Crosby? Um, yeah, you got Josh Jacobs. You're probably not going to pay because you're a bunch of cheap asses in the Raiders. But, like, I just don't understand it. I think you keep Jimmy. You have him be your bridge quarterback, and then you move on from there with somebody else. Maybe you draft somebody. Maybe maybe you move up in the draft and you get somebody. But either way, you don't want a rookie starting week one. So I'm just saying, Jimmy, he's getting suspended for performance-enhancing drugs, and the Raiders are excited about it because this gives them the ability to drop him. Personally, I think it's a dumb move. Moving on. Geno Smith won't be released. See, they're smart. He won't be released to avoid the payment. They owe the man $12.7 million this year. And you know what? Good. Pay the man. Geno, I like Geno. He's a good average quarterback. This will give you some options. This will give you a quarterback to play with next year. Um, he is the best quarterback on the roster. I don't think they lost enough games to really move up in the draft and get a great quarterback. But you know, we'll see what they do. Maybe they forego a lot of picks and move up in the draft. But whatever you want to do, he would be another good bridge quarterback. Geno is not terrible. He will always get you to like an 8-9 and nine season or a 9-7 and seven or 9-8 and eight season, whatever the hell the math is these days. It was, used to be so easy to say 8-8, eight and eight, but he's a good bridge quarterback. And the fact that the Raiders are excited to get rid of a bridge quarterback that costs you essentially nothing. You know, I mean, $20 million this year is nothing for a quarterback. It's a joke. So with all that said, man, Geno, good for you, good for Seahawks. It makes sense for the path forward. Raiders, I don't know what you're doing. Um, Isaiah Gathings, he's, a retur um, he's returning to Kansas City. He was uh, signed, and he is a tight end. Now, I don't think he's going to be the heir apparent to Travis Kelsey. I'm curious what Travis is going to do in the offseason. Travis, as we know, makes lots of money sitting there kissing on uh, Taylor Swift, his podcast, running around with Pfizer, you know, whatever the hell else he's promoting. Like, he doesn't need to play football anymore because now he's a, he's a household name. People see the the number 87, they think of Taylor Swift's boyfriend. So I don't know if he'll play another year. I don't know if this Isaiah Gathings guy is going to be the backup uh, or the heir apparent to the tight end role in uh, Chiefs land, but I guess we'll find out some more. Uh, Anthony Richardson is finally throwing the ball. Yeah, remember that guy, the running back, I mean quarterback? So Anthony Richardson um, obviously got injured, what was that, like week seven? He got injured... Um, quite a while ago it was an AC joint sprain uh in week five and it was so bad it was literally like the end of the season so now he's finally throwing the ball um I think he'll be ready for next year I don't know how excited I am to draft him I remember he's kind of like a Cam Newton but he doesn't throw as good kind of a guy he's um gonna run in more touchdowns than he's gonna go ahead and throw which is scary you know because that's boom bust kind of uh quarterback on your roster but Anthony Richardson is throwing so for the man good for you dude I'm glad you're you're healthy enough to start throwing the ball like Brock Purdy did last year that's awesome but for fantasy football I'm a little leery on Anthony Richardson and all I got left is Rasan Reddick for Philly uh, linebacker wants to go back to Philly I mean that's it 
you know, that doesn't really mess with fantasy football. Yes, kind of a little bit on the DST because Philly usually has a pretty good defense, probably a top five defense. So the fact that Reddick wants to go back makes a lot of sense uh, for the DST going forward. But other than that, I thought it would be a lot of fun to go ahead and talk about this kind of interesting graph I discovered. Now, this is coming up with free agency. So all these teams I'm about to mention don't have a running back on the roster and they're, you know, on payroll. So yes, they could resign them. Yes, they could franchise them. But as an example, I'm going to start out with the biggest one is the Cowboys. 93.7% of their carries and their yards and their yards is 97. There is no backup for them. Yes, they, they used a couple different backup uh, running backs last year, but there is no heir apparent. As an example, when you had Ezekiel Elliott, and then boom, Tony Pollard showed up, we knew Tony was the guy, and he was the guy last year. Now, don't get me wrong, I had him in fantasy football. I would never do that shit again. It was it was frightening. He was so fucking terrible most of the time. Oh, the, I couldn't believe he finally got two touchdowns on a week I needed it in like week 11 or 12. It was heartbreaking, but 93% of the touches in uh, Dallas are on free agency. So if Tony doesn't re-sign, there needs to be a number one. They need to go heavy in the draft, you know, to grab a running back. Or in free agency, they need to grab somebody else. Or they do a second franchise tag on Tony Pollard to avoid giving him a bigger contract. So can you believe that? 93% of your touches on your team are up for grabs because there is no heir apparent running back. I think that's just crazy. The number two team with the most vacated touches is the Giants because Saquon Barkley, I believe, was also a franchise tag. So they would have to either franchise him again or pay the man his money or he walks. And if he walks, there is no backup. You know, there is no obvious guy who's going to go ahead and get all the touches out in Giants land. And that is a pretty productive backfield not to have a backup plan for. So I expect the Cowboys, the Giants to be heavy in the free agency market for a running back or they try to draft one cheap like a lot of people do and see who wins it in camp. But the Giants are another one. The Chargers are uh, second on the list. 87.5% of the touches are up for free agency. And obviously I'm talking about Austin Eckler. Um, you know, there is no clear number one behind him uh, last year. You know, there are a couple guys and nobody really, you know, jumped out at me to where I'm like, that's the guy I'm going to grab on my keeper league because I don't think they're going to re-sign Austin. So they either got to franchise Austin or re-sign Austin. Another one is the Eagles. So uh, Smith, um, he had a hell of a year, but he um, um, 75% of the touches were by what um, uh, were Smith, and then who else was it? It was the Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell had a lot of touches. Um, they, you know, there were a couple different guys on that roster, uh, but 75% of the touches are up in free agency. Again, free uh, uh, franchise tag or re-sign the man or draft. So these teams are going to be the ones I'm really watching during the draft to see, you know, do they spend a second-round pick? Do they spend a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick on any running back? Because if you ask me, those are the guys I'm going to target next year in that voided round, right? In that, like, rounds five to nine, I'm going to be grabbing all these backup uh, third-round picks, fourth-round picks that were picked up by the Cowboys, the Giants, the Chargers, and the Eagles. Um, another one is the Titans. But the Titans have that one cat. Man, I can't remember his name. 
He played pretty well. But 75% of the touches were Derrick Henry, and Derrick is is out of there. I, I don't think they're going to franchise him or resign him. I think he's going to move on, or maybe he'll retire because the guy's in great shape, probably made great money. So I'm happy for him. I'm happy for his family. But, um, you know, Derrick Henry's not going to be there, and I can't remember that backup. Man, he was the only good backup. Oh, Tajay Spears? I think it was Tajay Spears. I know it's something Spears, but Mr. Spears is going to sit there and um, he's going to pick up the, the torch and run with it. I don't know if he's like, you know what? The draft will tell us. If they spend like a third or fourth round pick on a running back, then I would be nervous. Then I wouldn't sit there and invest heavily in Spears or the running back. I, I, I don't know what I'd do to make sure that I pick the right guy for next year. I might just avoid it altogether because that's kind of scary. The Ravens, the Ravens, 63% of their touches are gone as well. Uh, The Ravens um, are up for free agency. I think it was Gus Edwards. But they actually do have a guy who is capable. Um, Man, uh, I I had him also in my fantasy. I have him in a keeper league, and it's going to bother me. But, yeah, the guy was a stud until the playoffs. Or the last, no, it wasn't the playoffs. It was almost the start of the fantasy football playoffs. Um, He was getting good touches, and it just didn't work out because I think it wasn't an ACL. might have been an MCL sprain, but it did remove him for the rest of the fantasy football playoffs. But I do like him as a backup. I think he'll be good. Um, For the Packers, uh, 60% of their touches are on free agency, so I'm obviously talking about Jones. I don't know if they'll resign him, but he had a hell of a playoff run, so they might do like a, a little con track for him or they'll just franchise tag him Uh, moving on to the Texans um, I don't think uh, they're going to re-sign homeboy 59% of the touches I mean uh, we'll see what happens I I don't know if and I don't even know if I want a running back on the Texans because whoever has the ball seems to be good but you can't predict who's going to have the ball on a given time. So, again, they're going to have a big vacated uh, um, spot, 59% of them. The Colts, the Colts are another big one. Um, That big boy, uh, damn it, why can't I remember his name? I am tripping balls today on, he's the big bastard, something Taylor. That big ass, like guy looks like the Incredible Hulk. But 52% uh, of his touches are going to go elsewhere. And uh, unless they franchise him again. Man, why can't I remember his name? He was the number two dynasty pick behind Clyde Edwards-Hilaire um, a couple years ago. Something Taylor. God, it's going to bother me. I have him on my keeper league. He's only going to cost me 25 this year, and I can't remember anybody's name. Anyway, Patriots, 51% of their targets are going away. With that, yeah, I'm talking about uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, we'll see if they want to you know, franchise tag. The, the way they do things there is kind of unorthodox. And then, you know, just... Um, honorable mentions the bills the bills have um the bills have oh my god i am forgetting everybody's name today this is so embarrassing you know because not like i'm looking at a sheet i'm just freehanding all these names and everything this is so bad he was that draft pick they had oh my gosh why can't i remember his name all right i had to cheat it's jonathan taylor and James Cook. I don't know why I couldn't remember that to save my life. That was so bad. Anyway, no big deal. And a lot of their targets are going away. So these are the teams that I would have to go ahead and really pay attention to in the offseason.
Again, starting from the top of the list, we have the Cowboys, the Giants, the Chargers, the Eagles, the Titans, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Packers, the Texans, the Colts, and the Patriots, all of which have their RB1 just about out of there. It's just a matter of, are they going to re-sign them? And we know how sticky the running backs were last year. They're very hard to re-sign, and a lot of them held out. I mean, Jonathan Taylor held out for a while. He held out for a couple of games before he finally came back and said, hey, I'll play for you. And maybe some of it was he was still recovering from that ankle injury. But still, these are teams that you got to watch to see where they draft in the um, in the draft in April. Are they drafting a first round, a second round, a third or fourth round running back? Anything, anything beyond that, like a seventh round pick, I wouldn't be in a big hurry to go grab him and throw him on my team. I mean, very few teams, you know, grab an Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round, and the guy ends up being the correct one. <laughs> when they grab uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire number in the first round, and he plays second to Pacheco. So I thought that was funny. So, again, you got the Cowboys, you have the Giants, the Eagles, the Chargers, the Titans, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Packers, the Texans, the Colts, like the Patriots, the Bills. These are all teams I want the running back on. And to be honest with you, I got no idea who it's going to be. So it should be a lot of fun next year to go ahead and to pay attention to that. Again, this is February 19th. I will update you again on February 20th with all the news and notes, and we'll go over another topic. You have a great one.